Well, good morning and a warm welcome to St Paul's Online. My name's Adam. I'm one of the clergy here at St Paul's. You're really welcome with us this morning. It's great to be able to worship together in this slightly different way in this very strange season that we're in. I'm really grateful to all those people that help us to uh, get these services online and out into each of our homes each week. Particularly grateful for Lars for all of his work knitting things together and for Gareth and for Tom for their work behind the scenes on the audio and the visuals that we see each week. I'm also grateful to our worship leaders for leading us in worship faithfully each week, for Gethin, for Ross, for Alison and for Rich and for Rob. In a moment I'm going to hand over to Gethin who's leading us in worship this week but before I do that let's pray together. Lord God we thank you so much that we can worship you together even though we are apart. We thank you for the wonders of technology. We pray as we draw near to you afresh this morning that you would draw near to us, that you would help us to know your power and your presence at work in our lives and that you would reveal yourself through your word. Draw near to us afresh, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's worship together. Lifting up your name 
caught up in the angel song we gathered to your ancient throne children in our father's arms shouting out your praise receive our Jesus, Lamb of God, receive our adoration, how wonderful you are, receive our adoration, Jesus, Lamb of God. Receive our adoration, how wonderful you are. Good morning, everyone. My name's Katie. I'm the Children's Minister at St Paul's. Today, we're thinking about the church family. Now, I wonder who is in your family, not just the people you live with, but aunts, uncles, cousins, grandparents. Take a minute and see how many family members you can think of. Go. Okay, well, I got to 25 and then I've sort of lost track. I think maybe I should have written them down. But we were told last week that on the day of Pentecost, 3,000 people joined the apostles to learn about Jesus. Now, we like to think of church as one big family. 3,000 is a big church and a big family, and it means a big responsibility for the apostles. They had to model the right behaviour. They had to show everyone what to do. They had to lead them. They had to support them. They had to mould them into a church family. In the book of Acts, it tells us how they did this. And it's through some really simple things, but really powerful things that helped the church grow into a family. Firstly, they prayed. It tells us that they devoted themselves to prayer and learning about God. It was their main thing that they wanted to do. And this meant that everyone in the church family grew closer to Jesus. Everything they owned belonged to everybody else. So we were all equals. No one was precious and said, oh no, that's mine. They shared what they had to make sure there was enough for everyone. And when there wasn't enough for everyone, they sold the things that they didn't need so that they could give the money and help to people who needed it. They supported each other, just like families should do. They met together in the temple courts every single day. So they learned about God. They ate together. 
so they were close to one another. Something cool really happens when you sit down and eat a meal together and you focus on that quality time together. You become so much closer to the people that you're eating with. And finally, they praised God. So others knew how amazing he was and could love him too. So praying, sharing, looking after each other, meeting together, eating together and praising God. And just by doing those six simple things meant that God's church grew every single day. And what I love is they are so simple that we could still do them today and we should still do them today. To be part of God's big family and our church family and to help that family grow isn't hard or complicated or scary. We need to pray together as a church family like we will in a moment or pray in our own families. It makes us closer together and closer to God. We need to share our things, lend what we own to other people if they need them. And we need to make sure that we're looking after people who need help. So you might want to raise money for charity or support local businesses, give your unloved toys and clothes to charity shops, give food to the food bank. There are lots of ways that we can support each other. Now, the fourth and fifth things, meeting and eating together, are a little bit trickier right now. At the moment, it's quite hard to meet up with friends. We can't do it at church and we can't have people inside our homes to eat. But we can do what we can. We can keep in touch with people, check how they're doing, maybe have a Zoom dinner with another family. Look, you know, other platforms are available. Look after one another. Make sure your friends and your neighbours are okay. Because really that's what the meeting and eating is about. It's about staying in touch, investing in other people, letting them know that you care about them. And the last thing that the church, early church did is to praise God. And that's the easiest one of all. We can thank him every day for the incredible things he's done for us. We can go on a walk and see trees and flowers and just think, wow, God is amazing. We can tell others the things that God has done for us. In many ways, the church has changed a lot since those first few weeks and months after Pentecost. But at its heart, the main things we need to do are the same. We need to treat everyone as part of one big family. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you have provided church for us. We thank you for the friendships that are made there and we pray that you would protect those whilst we can't meet. Help us, Lord, to be like that early church, to do the things that they modelled for us, to help our family grow and strengthen and get closer to you. In Jesus' name, Amen.
Thank you so much to Katie there. In a moment, we're going to sing our all-age song, My God's the King of Me. And our action crew this week is made up of four people whose faces you may or may not recognise. They've been part of our church family for a little while, four of our students, who next year from September, I'm delighted, will be interning with us here at St Paul's, doing various things and working in various different departments. They are Josh, Michelle, Lucy and Kira, And I'm really grateful to them for helping us with our actions this week. We're looking forward to getting to know you a bit better. Let's stand together and sing. You pop the stars in outer space. You pop the freckles on my face. And all the fish that swim and Fly. We're made from your incredible imagination 
Thanks very much to the interns there for the actions. Um, we're looking forward to you joining us uh, in September. I'm sure there'll be lots more chance for you to uh, do actions uh, in the future. Uh, at this time of year, often we uh, say hello to people and say goodbye to people. We're very sad uh, to be saying goodbye to Ruth and Adrian. They're joining me. Jonathan wrote to the church a little while ago, but maybe Ruth, uh, Adrian, maybe you could share with us a little about where you're going next, what's happening for you guys. Yeah, well, we've been worshiping with St Paul's now for nearly 10 years. It'd be 10 years in September. Uh, we've had a great time and uh, being at St Paul's has taken us and certainly me on a journey that I never thought I'd be on um, and as a lot of you know I was ordained um, almost a year ago um, in Coventry Cathedral as a deacon um, and I was due to be priested actually on the 5th of July but of course that's not going to happen now it's the earliest is the um, end of September but I have been having a growing sense that it was time to move on, um, time to learn from a different environment, time to um, sort of flourish and grow as a minister in my own right. And so um, I'm going to be working initially with St Mark's in Leamington um, up until Christmas to start with. Um, and then it will be up to the diocese um, to decide what I do next. Um, but curiously is three year training. So I've done a year almost um, and the next two years will certainly six months of six months of it is accounted for at St Mark's. Wonderful and um, and it's uh, it's not because I made you dress as a palm tree is it for the actions just to be well obviously that's some of it I am deeply psychologically scarred by that as are the majority of the congregation however um, we've moved on and counselling is available. That's good to know it's good to know and you know that, uh, yeah the donkey costume is available for others to, to borrow if they want to borrow, too, yeah. apparently. How can we be praying for you guys uh, as you move on? Well, I think um, just generally moving on, it's never easy to move on from somewhere that's been your home for 10 years. Um, we need to um, ground ourselves and root ourselves in the new church community. Um, we need to make some friends. Um, and it's for Adrian as well, you know, he's moving with me and it's my job. Um, so it's a bit tough on him. But it's the right thing. God's got it under control. So praying that we make friends, that we get to know people, that we both slot into this new environment um, and that we really grow with God um, and really know his hand on our lives. Um, and just that, you know, we we sort of regroup a bit as a couple. We've had um, three deaths in the family in the last two months um, and that's just been tough. So just taking some time out to deal with all that is good. Well, I know we're all incredibly grateful for what you've uh, given and, and uh, you've both given and, and to St Paul's and I know I'm grateful for the friendship that we've had uh, and we still have and uh, just because you're moving from uh, church building doesn't mean that we stop uh, as we stop being friends to, together. So um, let's pray for you uh, as, as we go uh, into this new season. Let's pray together. Lord God, I thank you so much for Ruth and Adrian for uh, the joy that they brought to us, for the gifts that they brought to us. And, uh, and Lord, I thank you for your sovereignty and for your calling on people's lives. That you call people into new seasons, into new things. And Lord, as they go into this next season, we pray that you would draw near to them, that you, they, they would know you with them, that you would help them in the conversations and in the ways in which they're making new friends and new connections. And particularly in this season, Lord, a strange time to be moving on. Lord, would you help them to know your sovereignty and help them to know your great and deep love for them. 
draw near to them, protect them and help them to know your presence at work in them and through them we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. We're going to continue in prayer and we'll pray for a couple of particular areas. Uh, firstly, we're going to hear from Ed, who's part of our church family and his own story. And that will feed into the first part of our prayers. Let's watch together. So I lost my job at the beginning of the lockdown. Um, no redundancy, no furlough, nothing like that. Um, and I can't see another job coming along anytime soon, really. Not realistically, not for a while. Um, which puts me in a position where I really have no option but to trust God. Isn't that great? Um, you know, I say that kind of slightly forced, but I do mean it, and I am doing that. Um, it's not the first time I've been out of work, and for me, I do have a big blind spot in that particular area of my faith, because it's the it's something that's happened a lot before. Um, so, I'm being forced to confront that issue again. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for Ed and for his testimony. And we pray for him and for those who he represents. All those facing uncertainty at this time, particularly because of this pandemic whether that uncertainty is around a job, around health, or around relationships. Whatever the uncertainty is related to, Lord, would you draw near to each of us and help us to know you as the God who is faithful and who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Would you help us to grow in our capacity and our ability to trust you? And would you help us to know your power and your presence at work in our lives and in the lives of those who are struggling at this time. Pray particularly, Lord, for Ed today, that you would draw near to him and help him to know your power and presence at work in his life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our final focus of prayer is uh, around the global situation that's been developing over the last week or so following the tragic death of George Floyd uh, in America. So let's pray together. Lord, we recognise that so many people live with injustice as their constant companion. We pray that you would draw near to all those who suffer. Draw near to those who have lost loved ones those for whom each day is a struggle. We recognise, Lord, that you created all people in your image, that you showed love to the stranger and care for those who were downtrodden. We pray that you would walk with those who face discrimination and protect them from harm. 
we ask you to guide and strengthen all those in authority and particularly those who spend their lives fighting for and establishing equal protection of the law and equal opportunities for all. We pray for those who seek to discriminate and ask that you would open their eyes to the beauty of all of your creation, that they might respect the human dignity of all. And lastly, Lord, we pray that you would open our own hearts to those who face hatred and injustice because of their race, their background or their ethnicity. Forgive us for the ways in which we discriminate against others and help us to grow in our likeness of you that we might enable others to see you through us in our community and the world. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let's conclude our prayers with the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Amen. I'm going to hand over to John, who's in his garden, and going to read to us from God's word. Let's watch together. My name is John, and I'm on the staff team. And following on from last week's focus on day of Pentecost, we now do a reading further on in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Thank you, John, very much for reading that passage from the end of Acts chapter 2. I love this picture of the early church. Uh, when I was growing up, I was part of a very sleepy village church where my dad was the vicar. It was genuine, they loved Jesus, but they all seemed very old and it was rather boring to me as a child and a teenager. At school, we had our daily assembly in a, in a school chapel and while everybody was my age, it all felt fairly empty and a bit hypocritical. No one seemed to mean it. Uh, and each year on my scripture union camp in the summer holidays, I encountered a, a vibrant expression of Christianity that attracted me, but the rest of the year, not so much. And then when I went up to university as a student, I encountered a vibrant, healthy church, St Aldate's Church in Oxford, where I was part of that church for many years. And it gave me a vision of what a church could be, uh, of all ages, full of vibrancy, worship, sharing, giving, the Lord drawing people to himself. And when I read this description at the end of Acts 2, I, my heart sang, that's what I want to give my life to doing, to helping to build churches that are healthier, where the Lord, that are vibrant, 
They don't put people off God, but draw them to him. Uh, and so a lot of what lies behind my vision for St Paul's is a 21st century church for Leamington that is like the Act 2 church was all those years ago. As Katie said earlier, it's a picture of church as a big family, a church that shares what you have with those in need. I'm thrilled at our hardship fund. If you are in need, please do get in contact. We want to help you. And of course, there are countless examples of uh, small sharings of things going on between small groups and prayer triplets and neighbours all the time. They met together in big groups. Of course, we can't do that at the moment. And in their homes, which we can do, they prayed and worshipped together. And it was a vibrant, attractive church community. We heard last week how 3,000 were added on that day of Pentecost from many different nationalities, that amazing list of countries where people were from earlier in Acts 2. And our church should be not just old and young and rich and poor and male and female, but black and white as well. And I just want to say a brief word in the light of the protests in America and around the world after the terrible death of George Floyd. We are a church that should be black and white, black, Asian, minority, ethnic, as well as those of us who are pink English as well. Last week we sang, we're all part of the big family of God. And I want to say to those of you from the BAME communities who are part of our church family, we love you. We are so pleased that you are as much part of the church as we are. And I want to say I'm sorry if there are things... Uh, I say or things that we do that are unhelpful to you. If there are those things, please do tell me and point them out. They may be in a blind spot. Or if there are things we can do that would really help, please do let us know. I long for our church family to grow in every way so it is healthier and more reflects the God who's made us. Over the years, St Paul's has grown in numbers and now we're like a bigger extended family. Uh, where my, some of my children don't know uh, several of my uncle and aunt's cousins and so on. The, the family grows bigger and not everybody knows everybody else. That's why our small groups are so important and our prayer triplets and formations. And if you're not linked in with one of those or you're not part of a bigger group like Oasis or Mirth or the Midweek Community or Cameo, then do please get in contact with me or with Jan. We would love to link you in. Uh, of course, the key to belonging to the church is bowing the knee to Jesus as Lord. That's what these 3,000 had done on the day of Pentecost. They'd repented, they'd turned from their sin, uh, they were baptised, uh, and they devoted themselves to following the Lord Jesus. And the key to the health of this church is their devotion to Jesus. Let me read to you verse 42 again. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. As we devote ourselves to Jesus, there are lots of practices that we need to make time for as well. To the apostles' teaching, we find that supremely in the scriptures. We need to be reading from the Bible each day, but we need to be learning from others as well. Uh, I'm a great reader. I love to read books. Others listen to more podcasts. Both are great. But if you're not listening to anything else, uh, or reading anything else, please can I encourage you to listen at the very least to the series on the life of David that I'm teaching 
that you can find on our YouTube channel and Facebook page uh, lands on Wednesday mornings every week. But there's so much good stuff out there. Do read and devote yourself to learning more about God. They devoted themselves to the fellowship, to looking out for each other, to sharing things, giving, caring, helping, praying. They devoted themselves to prayer and worship, together in the big group in the temple courts, uh, but also in their homes. Parents, do make time in your homes to read the Bible with your children, maybe bedtime story or maybe around a meal table, whatever works for you best. We always made a point as a family, as we did breakfast at the start of the day before everybody headed off to school, to pray for everybody for that day. It might work better for you around an evening meal table, however it works, but a daily prayer, it doesn't need to be long, but it does need to be real. It can be simple. And perhaps in saying goodnight at bedtime, a prayer and Bible story as well. Devote ourselves to prayer and worship on our own and together praising God and full of thankfulness for what he's done. We read that they broke bread together. That is supremely remembering Jesus who told us to remember him through bread and wine, remembering what he did for us on the cross. We're going to do that at the end of this service together after we've sung in a few moments time. But you might like to do that in your homes, maybe uh, each week. Maybe a Friday evening at the end of work, you might like to do a sort of extended grace at the meal table and break bread and drink wine and remember Jesus and thank him uh, for all he's done for us and for including us as part of his big family. The key thing is that it isn't just something that happens for an hour a week, but they devoted themselves to Jesus and his people in all these different ways. Now, it's not a question that some people devote themselves to study and other people devote themselves to worship and other people devote themselves to helping. Though, of course, we will all lean into one or other of these things more than the others. But all of us need to be learning from the scriptures, all of us praying and worship, all of us helping others as much as we can, all of us focusing on Jesus and his death and resurrection. And we'll do that uh, as we worship together and as we break bread together in just a moment. But first, let me lead in a prayer. Lord God, our Father, how we thank you for your great church, your great family, uh, all around the world in different countries and different expressions. And we thank you for our church family at St Paul's. And we pray that you would lead us to become more and more like Jesus, more and more like this wonderful picture of the early church we read in Acts 2. We pray that you would add to our number daily, even if not daily at St Paul's here in Leamington across the churches, uh, add daily those you are drawing to yourself. And for ourselves individually, we pray you would show us perhaps the next small step for us as disciples of Jesus. What would you have us do in the stillness? Speak, Lord. Now, whatever you've put in our minds, if it's reading the scriptures each day or making time for prayer or looking to be part of a small group or prayer triplet or whatever it is, or practically serving and helping others, 
strengthen us to do what you've called us to do. And may we be uh, devoted to you. Forgive us for any things in our lives which get in the way of our relationship with you. Forgive us for anything that's more important than you. And by your spirit, work in us individually and together to be devoted to you. And may the world be pointed to you. May they see something of you through our common life. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So now let's worship together again. darkness closes in you are hope you are hope you have covered all my sin you are peace you are peace when my fear is crippling you are true you are true even in my wandering you are joy you are joy you're the reason that i sing you are life you are life in you death has lost its sting and oh i'm running to your arms i'm running to your arms the riches of your love will always be enough nothing compares to your embrace light of the world forever reign you are more you are more than my words will ever say you are lord you are lord on creation will Presence I made whole You are God, you are God All else I'm letting go And oh, I'm running to your arms I'm running to your arms The riches of your love Will always be enough Nothing compares of the world forever and my heart will sing no other name Jesus Jesus my heart will sing no other name Jesus, Jesus, my heart will sing no other name. Jesus, Jesus, my heart will sing no other name. Jesus, Jesus. 
of your love will always be enough. Nothing compares to your embrace. Light of the world forever reign. I'm running to your arms. I'm running to your arms. The riches of your love will always be enough. Nothing compares to your embrace. Light of the world forever
So we come now to share bread and wine in your own homes or households. Uh, when we did this at Easter, I had a very full household of many of my family living with us for a few weeks. They've all gone away again now. It's just Juliet and me and Josh left here. Uh, and as we receive the bread and wine in our home, I want to encourage you to share bread and wine in your own homes. Uh, you don't have to use bread and wine if you don't want to. We feed on Christ in our hearts by faith with thanksgiving. And as we play uh, some quiet music while we're receiving bread and wine, you may just want to close your eyes and meditate on Jesus' death and resurrection for you in your own way. I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, the earliest account of the Lord's Supper. This is St Paul saying what he received and these words go back to within 20 years of the death of Jesus. He says, I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said, this is my body which is for you, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way after supper he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So in remembrance uh, of Jesus, we take this bread and we take this wine. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for these symbols of your love for us, your body broken your blood poured out. 
We praise you that when you died on that cross, you paid the price for all our sin. We praise you that you are risen from the dead, that that sacrifice was full and sufficient. We praise you that you now ascended and sitting at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us and pouring out your Holy Spirit. So we pray in homes uh, around Leamington, indeed around the world, as we share together, you will meet with us individually and in our household groups as we remember Jesus through bread and wine. As Jesus broke the bread, so we break this bread and we share it together and drink together in remembrance of him.
I'm going to lead us now in a prayer we often use uh, when we gather at our church building to worship together. The words will come up on the screen and I invite you to pray this with me. Father of all, we give you thanks and praise that when we were still far off, you met us in your Son and brought us home. Dying and living, he declared your love, gave us grace and opened the gate of glory. May we who share Christ's body live his risen life. We who drink his cup bring life to others. We whom the Spirit lights give light to the world. Keep us firm in the hope you have set before us, so we and all your children shall be free, and the whole earth live to praise your name, through Christ our Lord. Amen.
And I will fall at your feet I will fall at your feet And I will worship And I will fall at your feet I will fall at your feet And I will worship you Freely you gave it all for As we close, receive this blessing from God. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look kindly on you and give you peace. So may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit rest upon you, on everybody in your household, this day and forevermore. Amen.